So that was um, that was absolutely amazing experiences. I definitely have to say because at the end of the day, I don't think I would have ever tried things in a monogamous relationship that I've tried in, in this relationship. In her 20s, Maya escaped an abusive engagement and ran as far away from traditional relationships as she could. Over the years in non-monogamous relationships, she learned a lot about herself and her own boundaries, and in her own way, she healed. She was also able to satisfy her high sex drive and desire for sexual novelty and exploration through these non-traditional relationships. Now, 15 years later, Maya has come full circle and is looking for a committed monogamous relationship and a family. Here's her story. Hey, hey, welcome to Her Sex Podcast. I'm Leslie Wakefield, a pelvic health physical therapist, and I am here today with Maya. Maya is a 45-year-old corporate exec by day, and by night she's a private chef, and what do we describe you as? Mm, let's say experiences creator. Special parties. Yeah, you know, if you want 1950s style party or 1920s or anything that... Um, Anything that's special that's not just like dinner and a movie, I can create that for you. You're into the aesthetic of things, Absolutely. the sensuality of things. <laughs> Today we're going to talk about your experiences with non-monogamous relationships. That's been your preferred style of relationship for many years, and I know there's a lot of story and backstory there. But non-monogamous can mean a lot of different things. Um, you hear the term swingers or polyamorous, open relationships. What does non-monogamy mean to you? Sure. I think it's um, the general direction of not being with just one partner at the same time or being with a partner and then having your relationship being open to different other experiences. Uh, for example, having you know threesomes or having um, a swinger experience, which is like two couples together, or actually dating outside of... Um, your relationship, you know, having your primary relationship and then having someone that you go out with for other reasons, for example, for other sexual experiences or uh, something else that's that you're not getting in your main relationship. So there's lots of different ways to be non-monogamous. You know, that those relationships are really like, how do you feel? And they're incredibly individual. Um, so if for example, I've had few and they were completely different one from another from another because, um, how do I say that? One was as a swinger relationship. One was more where a person was asexual and we were really, it was like a platonic relationship. But when we went out to, we were, we were not together as in like we were really good together, but not in a sexual um, relationship. So we went outside of our relationship to to have sex with other people, for example, to find that what we were looking for with other people. So for every person that you've been with, you are in you are with them in a way that's unique to that dynamic and them as a person. And I imagine for every person, for as many people as there are in the world, there's that many ways of being in relationship with others. Absolutely. I mean, relationship is what you define between that person and you. There's friendships, there's uh, platonic relationships, there's um, open relationships, there's free, 
free relationships. Uh, what I found outside of, you know, um, that traditional man, woman, how your parents taught you that fairy tale, you know, there's other ways to be with other people. Uh, so that was so curious to me and I was just wanted to explore it, you know, and it came time to, in my life when I was just like, okay, this is a good time to actually do this. And I was living in New York and I just came out of a, mm, a very bad, let's say, not bad, but not successful engagement. <laughs> engagement that was probably wanted more by my family and not by me. And there were some things in that relationship that I didn't really like. I really didn't like. It was more, uh, you know, um, there's some things that were forceful. We were fighting a lot. Um, in things that think in that fairy tale would somehow someone tell you that there, there are other things that are not talked about. And then when I came out of that, I was like, well, maybe there are relationships that are not like this. Maybe there are non-traditional relationships. And then I wanted to explore that. Can we talk about that initial relationship? Because we've spoken in the past and it sounds like that was pretty impactful for you. And it really sent you running in a very different direction on purpose. Uh, you were very young at that time and you were engaged. Was that your first intimate relationship? Um, it was my first, it was not my first one. Um, I did have two other relationships before that. Well, <laughs> I think my first intimate relationship, I was 21. So I did wait a long time because I, I did come from a very conservative family. And, um, um, you know, the whole idea, my, my parents taught me, you know, you don't have sex before marriage. That fairy tale, okay, you know, that first night when you get married, and that's how I was taught. And then I obviously didn't go by that route. You know, I did wait till I was 21 for some reason, thinking, okay, well, now it just came at the right time. The person that I was with was at the right time, was a friend of mine. So it wasn't like a, we're dating or anything like that. It was really was, we were just, I think it was just passion. It was lust, maybe. <laughs> I'm like, all right, this happened. It was great. You know, the first time was interesting. Then I had a few other encounters, let's say. I've never actually, like, dated um, and then had sex. It was more friends and then it was encounters. And then when this person, when I was with, with him. Your fiance. Um, my fiance. He proposed to me three weeks after we started dating. Oh so <laughs> that's that, fast. that was fast. He's like, I'm in love with you. I want to get married to you. And I was like, wow, that's amazing. You know, I'm thinking I'm still in this gullible, naive I guess, you know, I'm thinking, yes, oh, great, let's, you know, this is actually happening. This is how it's supposed to happen. The fairy tale. Uh, the fairy tale, this, you know, this man who came to my life and he's like, he loves me and it's great. Um, we went to my family house and, you know, he met my parents and all that. And then he asked my, my dad if he can get married to me, all that. All and your dad said little, yes after three my weeks? My dad loved it. My dad's like, oh, he's great. Marry him. You know, the whole family kind of was like approved. I'm like, all right. <laughs> so, um, and, and what then, was that relationship like? You know, on the outside, it's great. You know, he's tall, he's handsome, just this like hot-blooded Actually, every single thing that I, you know, I liked about a guy on one side. On the other side, the hot-blooded really meant um, 
you know, forceful and we fought a lot. And um, what do you mean he, by forceful? As in like, well, we were fighting more about things that like cultural things, right? For example, you would say it's a reflection of, you know, how people look at you. If you don't iron my shirt and it's wrinkly, like he would throw a shirt at me and he'd be like, iron the shirt. Otherwise people would look at you that you're a bad, you know, you're not a good homemaker, right? So they would just judge you because my shirt is not ironed, you know, things like that. Um, you know, other things that were kind of um, things that I really, you know, obviously when I came out of this relationship, I was like, I can't believe this happened. And I can't believe I let it happen. And, you know, I didn't see it. It was more of forceful in bed, right? Um, I'm thinking, okay, you know, we're dating, we're engaged. If I don't want to have sex um, and he wants to have sex, you know, to me it was like, I guess the first, like maybe it was like the, the couple of times that it happened, I was like, well, I don't want to have sex. And it's like, no, we're, we're going to. To me, that was like very traumatic because, you know, we're later on we're all talking about date rape and all these things. But when you're in a relationship with someone, you don't think of it that way. You think of it, okay, maybe it's just there's something wrong with me. And to me, it's crazy because, oh, my God, I want to have sex all the time. <laughs> but at some point, like, there's there's a couple, couple of times I'm like, hmm, no, I really just want to sleep or something. You know, it was like it would be like in the middle of the night he would hold me down and, you know, have sex with me when I didn't want to. And it wasn't pleasant. It wasn't, and it wasn't like, there was like foreplay or anything like that. And it, it was hurtful. And um, it was rape. Pretty much, yeah. And I didn't realize that until like, later not that it was going on for a long time I, I just like you know maybe like a week later or something like well now I'm sore I don't want to have sex with you and he's like no I want to have sex with you again um so it would have been like it's like I just really want you um and for on one side I was like wow he wants me on the other side no I don't really you just this just happened I really don't want to touch you I don't want to have anything to do with you so that was um that was definitely an experience that, first of all, trusting someone that, you know, you're supposed to get married to them. You're supposed to have this fairy tale. This person loves you. I didn't trust. Wow. I was just blown away by like that betrayal of myself and also betrayal of the person that you're supposed to be trusting. A man that you're supposed to be trusting. A man that, you know, you know my family was raised, like I was raised a man's supposed to protect you. That's how my, my dad was to my mom. Um, it was, you know, my dad and my mom's beautiful relationship. And I know like one of the ones that I'm like, I look up to because it's just that dynamic of a, a female and male energy that, you know, a man's supposed to do these things, a woman's supposed to do these things. And then here I come in and I think it's going to be one way and this happens. And so it's, it sounds like you went in feeling like it was the fairy tale of this sort of um, white picket fence, male, female, love at first sight, get married and live forever together fantasy. Yeah. And then as you got into it, some parts of that male, female dynamic, it's very stereotypical. You need to iron my shirt and it reflects poorly on you if you don't. You need to cook food for me. And I'm exhausted because, you know, I am in a corporate world and, you know, sometimes that 
you know, I was working till one in the morning. We were doing negotiations or something, and he would come and yell at me because, what are you doing at work? You're cheating at me. Things like that in front of my coworkers. Oh, boy. So they were there were some obviously red flags within, and it wasn't a long relationship that, you know, but it was definitely something that came in, I'm engaged, all of a the sudden there's this possession of this man. It's not even we're dating. I'm he's like, I own you situation. That's how I felt. I felt trapped. I felt like all of a sudden because he said that he's getting to marry me, I'm supposed to be just like a slave to him, which is not in a good way slave. Because <laughs> you know, you could have some <laughs> good <laughs> good play there, but that was not that situation, obviously. So it sounds like he was I could use, put words in your mouth, emotionally abusive and controlling and sexually abusive also. So how did you leave that relationship? Um, A a week, about a week after, because the forced sex happened uh, maybe twice in one week. And then I, at that point, I was like, okay, no, we're not having sex anymore. And then at some point, um, I did ask my doorman to take take, take him off the list (laughs) <laughs> went to his, um, to the keys, you know, he had keys to my house, to my um, apartment. While he was in the shower, I took the key out. I told him to go away. And then, you know, I told him we're not going to be dating anymore. We're not, um, we were fighting. He left. And when he left, he didn't realize that he didn't have the key he anymore. Come back and in. then he couldn't come back in. That was very I brave just, of you. <laughs> It was definitely a thought through situation. I already decided that first of all, I don't want to be in that kind of relationship within that, like that week that I decided that there's no way this will happen to me again. I will not have that happen to me again. So he kept calling and I said, you know, it's not going to happen again. We're, we're, we're broken up. We're not getting married. We're broken up. We're not going to see each other again. So those couple of calls for a couple of months more, but I did change my phone number. Um, I moved later. It wasn't because, you know, he was pursuing or anything, but I figured I would feel safer because I started having nightmares. So at some point I started thinking, well, if I move, he doesn't know my phone number. He doesn't know where I live. And at that point I also changed my jobs. So it was kind of like starting from beginning, but it wasn't because of it. It's just it happened. So the timing moved, was right. The timing was perfect. I moved away. I changed jobs. And um, I was definitely not in the place where I wanted to have any kind of relationship with a man for eight months to a year. Mm-hmm. I was just disillusioned because I was like, okay, well, whoever thought this is how it always happens, this is not how it happens. You know, this fairy tale is a fake fairy tale. I wish the moms and the dads in the family would actually teach and would teach their kids, men and women, the reality of situations and not the fairy tales. Because fairy tales really, I mean, they're in books and they're in the movies, but they're not in real life. So you left this really very abusive relationship and you didn't date for a while. At some point you became interested in dating, but you clearly wanted to avoid Anything that looked like control. Anything that has anything to do with commitment or control or actual dating or or marriage. Uh, Because I thought it was one way and then I'm like, wait a second. 
what if there's other ways? I mean, I was definitely curious about other dynamics. I was, I mean, I'm definitely a curious person and, you know, I'm, I'm a very sexual person. I'm, you know, I'm open about, you know, trying different things and like, well, if something, for example, if I'm talking with my partner, I'd be like, oh, this sounds interesting. I wouldn't be like, oh, no way I'm not trying. I mean, there's definitely hard no's <laughs> to a lot, to like everything to do with like choking or um, anything to do with like restraints. And, you know, because they that's did have- That's not for you. That's not for me. That's my hard no's. Um, but at some point I became interested in, um, I became friends with, one of my one of my friends was in lifestyle, and I was like, "Well, what is that? What is that? What is that?" So he's like, "Well, I'm a swinger," and I was like, "Well, you call tell that me more. in the lifestyle?" He used to call it in the lifestyle. He um, it was my first encounter with um, having a guy friend that was also as crazy and kinky as I was, and just a friend who would explain to me, oh, I went to this party. And I'm like, well, tell me about the party. And he would tell me, I was like, wow, okay. That's interesting to me, but it's also interesting because the community that he talked about was, it's very sex positive. And that's what I felt when he was talking about it. I felt while he was talking about it, very like in that, it's like a safe space. To me, it seemed I was curious and Obviously, it was something out of the norm, and I wasn't ready for anything in any way of regular, you know, vanilla, let's call it vanilla um, relationship. And, you know, I was like, okay, let's try this. <laughs> that was when I decided, let's see how it actually, how an open relationship would go. <laughs> so what are the different configurations of relationships you've tried? Because I know we said, you know, there's people that are polyamorous, meaning they're in love with multiple people at once. They have active relationships with multiple people. There are swingers who potentially come in as couples and swap with other couples. And then there's open relationships. What have you found works best for you? Um, at that time, um, I have found that, I guess before it was called, uh, you know, friends with benefits, but <laughs> it was really more like we were, we really did have a relationship and um and then we ended up also dating and sleeping with other people and it was okay with us because we would come back to each other and talk about our encounters and we were curious about their encounters like i was curious about my partner's encounters like oh tell me more how how did it go to you, for you and then he would ask me how did my experience go um we also at some point had like a threesome and that was an interesting experience because it was just, I guess, the right place at the right time. Um, definitely, you know, word of caution for that one. Make sure that you're having a threesome with someone who is not within your group, who is more like an invited person. Why do you say that? Um, less feelings are involved. So this was a person that was in your friend circle and it got complicated? This person? No. This person actually went... Very nicely. And we were great and we were still friends and we we're all friends afterwards. I did have another um, encounter with another friend and that didn't really go well because feelings got involved. I and imagine it's hard to navigate the, a lot of the interpersonal feelings that come with physical intimacy. That's a huge component for a lot of people. So how do you navigate that in terms of communication or consent along the way? Well, 
That's a great question because in the beginning, oh my God, <laughs> there was definitely a lot, um, a lot of hurt feelings. Not really hurt in a way you're intentionally hurting my feelings. It was more in a way of I didn't know the actual ins and outs of like the rules of how open relationships worked. What are the rules? And there really are no rules. It's just really the rules and the boundaries that you put within that person. And that actually was really good for me because I learned how to put boundaries within what makes me feel good, what doesn't, what makes me feel hurt, and to actually communicate that to my partner. And then, you know, the the biggest thing is really it's be true to yourself. Be true to that inner voice and like, how does that actually make you feel? Are you doing this to please your partner or you're doing this to, because you want to? So that was my big, always a grounding question for me because am I doing this because this turns me on? Am I doing this because it turns him on? Or am I doing this because I don't, I want to be a good girl, which most of the time I do not want to be a good girl because that went with that whole relationship. Your engagement. You know, we are always taught if you act this way and the other way and you're a good girl, you're going to have this fairy tale wedding and fairy tale relationship and marriage and kids and family. But even if you are that person, doesn't really mean that it's going to kind of come in the way that you're thinking. Whatever, whatever fairy tales I put in my head, you know, <laughs> it didn't really happen that way. So curiosity is definitely, you know, my biggest best thing there because looking at being curious about like different dynamics right I did have this friends with benefits and then I was like okay this is interesting and then we went from um, you know actually having a relationship and then we um, lived together for a little bit and then I realized at some point I was like oh wait I want kids and I realized I don't want to have kids with this person <laughs> so we broke up and it was very mm, hurtful to me because I'm thinking, you know, I had feelings for the person and I realized that I do not want to have kids with this person. And because I didn't feel like he's going to be a good provider or a good dad. And I, I felt like I would have to take care of the kid and him and myself. And I had to just, you know, go away. I had to go away to another state to reevaluate what is it that I want. So that was, um, that was absolutely amazing experiences, I definitely have to say, because at the end of the day, I don't think I would have ever tried things in a monogamous relationship that I've tried in, in this relationship. But it took a while to figure out what your boundaries were. What did you find out that were your boundaries? I think I'm still figuring that out. Um, I think with every person, with every man that I meet, I kind of find out about myself more. I actually do have... Um, going through this um, date 50 man to find out more about myself, you know, go on 50 dates with guys to, you know, oh, do I still like this? Do I not like this? Because throughout, throughout different relationships, throughout the years, I have changed. And I'm thinking, well, what is it that I actually like now? What is it that feels good? What, it, what doesn't? Oh, wait, something that I thought I liked before, now I don't really like. <laughs> so this is like a new... Um, experience also. You're in a new chapter? My new chapter started a couple of months ago, which is very interesting. <laughs> but um, going back to like, you know, the first relationship ended and I was like, okay, let's figure out what else to, you know, maybe just take time to myself. 
I don't think I've ever in my life jumped from one relationship to another to another. I always took time in between to understand in this time in my life, what is it that I want? I thought it was a good idea, but it seems like a good idea. <laughs> right. Question. Let's say you meet someone that you like. You want to go out on a date with them. You're interested in them. Do you talk to them about your preference for non-monogamy? When do you introduce that? No, I actually don't. <laughs> I see how the person is. And for some reason, um, for a couple of years straight, I've met men that actually one after another after another said, I don't want to actual, like, you know, I, I don't want a relationship. I want to date people. I want to be in, in an open relationship. And to me, that was very curious. Later on, I see that pattern because I was in that state I met men that are in that state Your as well. Your emotional state. Right. And I don't think I've ever met someone that was, hey, I want a family. Someone that I was dating, someone that I went on a date with that said, I want a family and kids until much later, until maybe like two years, two years ago, which was very interesting because I'm like, okay, now I'm looking back because I was in the state of, I don't want a commitment. I don't want marriage. I mean, I do want kids. Absolutely. Now I want a committed relationship, a monogamous relationship, a worthy relationship. But before, before I was in that state of mind, I always met men that were in the state of mind of open relationships. Did you ever get jealous or did they get jealous? All the time. I'm, a, I'm definitely a jealous person. <laughs> so how do you navigate that? I navigate that. That's that's my insecurity about something, about them leaving, right? It has nothing to do, really has nothing to do with them. If a person actually makes me jealous for no reason, then that's not a person for me. I looked at it this way. If I'm jealous for some reason and I look at the relationship and I'm like, well, how healthy is this for me? Like if the person is actually making me jealous on purpose, then it didn't really work. Actually, that happened once. I, I was in... I was dating. Um, I wasn't really dating. We were sleeping together with this uh, with this man, and he always kept making me jealous and then making me jealous. Talking to other women in front of me when we said that our boundaries were: yes, we can talk to other women, we can talk to other men. However, don't bring them home, right? Don't bring them to where we are together. But he always would bring them back. So I was like, okay, wait a second. <laughs> This is something that we said that that's a hard no for me and hard no for you, but then you still keep... He wasn't respecting your boundary. Exactly. So we kind of said, mm, maybe we're not healthy for each other. Um, what about the people you were dating? Did they ever get jealous? Yes, absolutely. But I think it's interesting because, for example, I don't in any way try to make a guy jealous continuously. Maybe, you know, I'll put a... <laughs> short dress on and, you know, we'll go out dancing and red lipstick and other men pay attention. Absolutely. And then you're like, oh, wait a second, someone's looking at me. And then they get jealous that way. But it wasn't because I would come over to another guy and, you know, like sit on his lap or something like that. To me, I didn't think it was necessary to put a man in this situation where, you know, why would you want to put someone in a situation where they don't feel good, right? So so it sounds like you were finding ways to date and be intimate emotionally and physically, but without being restricted by a committed relationship. Absolutely. And I always, 
oh, at any time that, you know, someone that wanted to, like, all of a sudden they would be like, okay, well, you can't see this person or you can't, they would tell me no in some way. I felt suffocate. I, I felt like I was suffocating. I felt like I was, um, and I'm sure it was because of something that previously happened. I'm sure it was because of something previously happened, but. How are you feeling right now? I'm feeling, I guess, a little bit anxious because, like, I can, I keep remembering a couple of situations, right, when, you know, the reason I ended relationships is because someone, for example, felt that they would want to control me. They would want to tell me, well, you can't really see your friends or you should be eating this and not that or you shouldn't be coming around here when I'm here or something like, like things that are to me absolutely crazy for some for another person to say or you know even friendships right if if a person would tell me you can't be friends with with this guy or even with women or you can't go out for some reason why would you want to restrict another person from doing what they actually want to do to me that seemed crazy <laughs> it still seems crazy i don't believe in restricting a person i mean I feel I feel like a person that I'm with needs to feel free. Obviously, respecting each other's boundaries when we talk about boundaries, when we set those boundaries. But I would never put um, a person I'm with in a situation where they can't be doing what they're doing. They are their own person, uh, no matter what. And that's how I feel. I am my own person. We are coming together to make our lives better, to actually, you know, grow together or find out about each other. Because I think when you meet someone, you're each other's mirror. You find out things about yourself that you never knew, but you find out through that person. Is that the idea of 50 dates? It's the idea of finding out myself through dating um, different, um, to go on dates with, with different men to find out, well, how do they look at me? How do I look at another guy, right? Um, it's interesting to me because I've been, I think it's 26 dates right now, how absolutely different guys are, how absolutely different that they look at women, how absolutely different that they look at me. Every single person is so unique. It's like a whole new universe. And to me, that's curious. It's another curiosity that was opened up, not just because you know, before my curiosity was, okay, I'm in an open relationship. I want to be in an open relationship. Let's see how these dynamics work with other people. We're together, but then we're look, we're trying different things with other people together. Or we're together or we're dating out outside of our, our unit. I don't even know how you call it. However, it came to me, I just, um, you know, um, how do I even say that? It's <laughs> I just... I tried different things. I was curious about different things and um, definitely curious to experiences, not just the white picket fence experiences outside of the norm of what's talked about on TV, what's talked about. It's really different. What do you think is valuable about trying different styles of relationships? I think it's important to try different things and see where your boundaries are. Different styles is really to find out about yourself. Who is it that you are? Who do you think your parents taught you? Is it really you or is it really, you know, them? Because they taught you that way. 
to me, that was an eye-opening experience because I realized the values of my parents, which are phenomenal, and that's my core and that's my foundation, you know, being, having integrity to yourself, um, making sure that you're true to yourself, that's very important, but also I'm a lot more adventurous <laughs> and actually being brave enough to try things that are out there that you want to try. And, and that's okay because every single thing that you're trying, that's your relationship with yourself. That's your, you know, obviously there's some mistakes that you're going to make, but through mistakes, you're going to learn. And, you know, as long as you come back to that core of being true to yourself and ac actually asking that question, is this actually about me or am I trying to please someone? Because I was taught to please someone because that's how I was taught. I was taught, you know, that you would want to be a good girl. You please someone. For you, dating different people is a way for you to get to know yourself. That's my core, yes. What would you say to someone that said, why do you need other people to get to know yourself? Because they're your mirror. You don't randomly meet people. You meet people for a reason. And I truly, in, in my life, like believe that to the core because we don't meet random people. We meet people either to further our growth or to learn a lesson or to have that friendship or companionship in your life. What changed in the last couple of months? You said you're, you're in a new phase. Hmm. A lot of things, actually. <laughs> At some point, I think, you know, yes, open relationships are great, but then I felt like I wanted to have a more committed relation just to each other. I actually thought, okay, I think I'm ready for that worthy relationship, just one relationship, just with one person to actually find that person who wants to have um, a one-on-one -on -one relationship, not open relationship. And it's very interesting. As soon as I, as soon as it came to me, as soon as I thought, okay, this is what I want right now, all of a sudden, I started meeting men that really want a relationship, one on one, want kids, want family. And I'm just looking at, you know, the universe is a very interesting place because all of a sudden I'm surrounded by these men that want to have, you know, marriage and worthy relationships and just one on one relationships. I was like, oh, interesting. Let me just, um, let me just observe this situation right now. You know, one relationship that I've had. I've learned a lot from it now that I think back and I'm realizing why I had to have it in order to come to the space where I am right now, I think. What did you learn? Uh, he definitely was an open open relationship. He was he is a swinger. He definitely, he told me that he is a swinger and then this is what he wants, that he told me that he doesn't want kids. This is all he wants. And at some point I realized I do want kids. <laughs> I did think I wanted kids with him, but actually telling him about it because I'm like, well, he's going to get scared and he's gonna, we're not going to be with each other anymore. But actually having that conversation, I thought well, that was really important because to me, that's a deal breaker. But, you know, feelings were involved. I already had feelings for him and, you know, how do you get over someone that you're feeling one way and he's feeling a different way? So to me, that was definitely a growth in 
How is it that I communicate with men? How is it that when do we talk about these things and not to wait and think, oh, they're going to change. They're not going to change. So when you guys started dating, he and you both preferred to be in an open relationship. And over the course of the relationship, what you wanted started to change. And when you communicated that, it took you a while, but when you communicated that, then you guys ended up separating. But now you know what you want and you're looking for someone who wants the same thing. Absolutely. And actually talk about that beforehand and not like a year later. But then again, you know, when we got together my, in my head, I was like, okay, perfect. Open relationship. I was in that space. And then all of a sudden I developed feelings more than just being in that um, um, curiosity. It was more deeper feelings. So when you dated uh, people before, it was from a sense of curiosity yes, versus a deeper feeling. So this, this man was definitely a deeper feeling and definitely fell in love with him and actually moved to Florida because of, of him. And actually, best thing probably that ever happened to me, yes, there were some definitely harsh lessons, but... So at this point, you're dating a lot of people, but with the desire to find someone to settle down with, basically. To, yes, to have a long-term relationship, not an open relationship, an actually monogamous, um, one-on-one relationship, which is interesting because <laughs> I was like, okay, I for a couple of years, I didn't think that I wanted that. Um, and then now I'm in the space when I definitely, I'm like even curious, well, how does it go in just having a one-on-one relationship because... My previous experience wasn't a positive experience. Now I'm curious, well, I navigate this in the, in, the, in the power of communicating with the person. Are all of your relationships exclusively heterosexual? I've had encounters within the open relationships. I've had encounters with women, yes. But not as in like I just dated women. Because I don't know, I always thought that, you know, inviting a female into let's say an experience that was fun to me. That was interesting. That was curious to me, but I've never actually had a relationship with just a woman, which is also interesting because it's like, well, do I want to? And then I realized I definitely would want to just have a relationship with a man. I think men are phenomenal. These amazing creatures. It's just men are great. (laughs) In the beginning of the interview, you said that you like sex. You're a very sexual person. You're, as I know you, you're a very sensual person. In the relationships that you've been in, in open relationships, is any part of that because you want to have sex more than one relationship can provide? I think the reason I started, I was curious about having not just one partner is because it's really to satisfy that need of having sex more than like, you know, twice a week or something, because yes, I'm definitely sexual and sensual and, you know, every day it would be great. <laughs> there are plenty of men that would be very happy to have sex with you every day. Finding that man to have sex with every day for a long period of time, to me, I guess, I guess it's just, um, you know, libido, of you know, finding that compatible libido, right? Having sex every day, um, having different experiences every day. 
I mean, to me, that's exciting. Even now, I'm like, oh, my God, even more. I'm thinking 45, you're thinking it's going to no. <laughs> I'm like, I would want to absolutely have sex every day. Um, so how fun. much do you think, I'm thinking back to the bulk of our conversation so far, and I know that you started dating in open relationships because of a very poor first experience with monogamy with your fiance. But once you realized that was an option for you, and it was a world full of things for your curiosity to explore. Did you stay in that lifestyle? What percentage would you say is because you were afraid of commitment versus you enjoyed the flexibility and the frequency that having multiple partners provided? Oh, wow. I think definitely maybe 50-50. I honestly curious all the time about different different dynamics and, you know, the other part was definitely because I really don't like to be controlled. I really don't like that commitment um, of, because I thought of commitment as control. And now I don't think of commitment as control. I think as commitment as actual like dynamic between the man and a woman that respect each other and actually listen to each other and listen to what um, one wants or the other one wants. It sounds like you've had to grow a lot in the 20 years since that first relationship. It sounds like you use other people to help you sort of see yourself and grow and learn to communicate and to set boundaries and to figure out what you really do want and don't want all these things that we have to sort through in life. So now you've come full circle and you yourself are wanting and ready for a committed monogamous relationship. Do you think you are always a closet monogamous? <laughs> that's a definite possibility right because you're thinking you're afraid to be one way but maybe it's because you didn't know how to communicate better or maybe I was afraid of something and just growing out of that fear took me to a different level took me to a level of oh okay let's try this again it's not that I didn't want to try but in my head I never for several years, for maybe 15 years, I didn't want to even consider a monogamous relationship. And as soon as I did, all of the sudden men that wanted a monogamous relationship started showing up in my life, which is amazing. As I said, universes, you know, it doesn't really send you people that are not supposed to be in your life. What would you say to someone who did want to try, after listening to you talk, a more non-traditional style of relationship? What I want to definitely say for for uh, women that want to try open relationships, that curiosity, don't be afraid to actually satisfy that curiosity, but make sure that you know your own truth, your own boundaries, and don't people please, and don't please your partner because you think this is what they would want. What is it that you actually want? Explore what you want. It's very important to have that integrity to yourself if you want to explore, be brave enough to be true to yourself and explore these things and satisfy your curiosity. Make sure you satisfy your curiosity in a safe way as well. Um, I don't know. At the end, definitely be true to yourself. If you feel like this is something that you should do, you really should do it. Go for it. And that was The Insatiable Maya. I hope you enjoyed hearing her story. I invite you to follow me on Instagram. Please leave comments or questions because I really would love to hear from you. 
I'd love to make this a conversation. Otherwise, until we talk again.